Blog Talk Radio. The fault in me. When everyone else around can only see the worst in me. I wish I had a witness tonight that he saw the best in me. I guess I'm not one that's acceptable. When everywhere else around me, you know, she's the worst in me. Can I tell you I'm no time, one more time? Welcome once again to Blog Talk Radio, free on the inside. I'm your host, Minister Joe Lewis, and I just want to give God all the praise and all the glory. His name is above every name. As the song has been rendered here, and he saw the best in me. Oh, even when I didn't see it in myself, my Lord, my Savior saw the best in me. And I want you to know that he sees the best in you, too. We are in... Excited about the word of God I'm in, We're in for a great time God, Whenever you're in the presence with the Lord It's always a great time It's a blessing If you had eyes that you could see what God has for you Do you hear what he's saying about you? That he loves you That he loves you That he loves you And that nothing can separate you from that love Oh, that's awesome man. That's, that's beautiful man. You know, and I will bring tears to my eyes Just knowing that In spite of my mishaps And, mis- and, and, and uh, uh, my, my mishaps And and not being knowledgeable of what's going on concerning the word of God, that he still loves me. I encourage you to just sit back and relax and enjoy the program. I have my co-host on the line at this moment. A call-in number is 310-982-4126. And you can, uh, you can have a, an assurance that God loves you and that he died for you and that there's nobody more precious than you in his eyesight. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, we're going to bring our co-host on the line here in a minute here and just let him give our, our Lord say all the kudos. And thank you once again for tuning in. That number is 310-982-4126. Again, that calling number is 310-982-4126. And you're listening to Free on the Inside, the Internet program to inform you about how good God is, to encourage you to continue to do the things that God put your hands to do. And I challenge you to be all you could be in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so we are, uh, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna go on with the program at hand here. So we bring our co-host in here just a moment here, and so we'll have him coming on here. And again, enjoy yourself. Good morning, now, brother Daniel. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. How you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing great. God bless you. Thank you for calling in once again to our internet man. program, Free on the Inside. Man, it's my setup, man. I just get a little, I just get a little unching in my spirit, man. Just knowing I'm being free. I'm freedom to get up and do this here, man. Freedom to walk out the door. Freedom to live that abundant life, man, that Christ has for me. Not so much as the money, the silver, and gold, and the prestige, but just that freedom, man. Not to be able, not to be hindered by stuff in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. That's freedom Because sometimes You know We have lived long enough Where people tell you That it's just not possible People tell you You shouldn't do this People tell you That you're on the wrong path But you have that freedom man, To say I'm going to do it Because Christ put it in my heart I'm going to do it Because that's You know That's what he, You know That's what he built me for And yes It may not seem right In your eyesight 
but God gets the glory. Amen. Amen. God, God has a has a uh, he has a purpose for everybody, Reverend uh, Lewis. And a lot of things what we go through, we ask ourselves why we have to go through these things. Uh, these things sometimes we go through is only to make us stronger. Only to make us stronger. And um, it, um, and that is so. What's, um, what's up? What's up? What's up on the agenda for this week, Rev. Lewis? You know, I know. Oh, I know. We're here together today. I am seeing you a couple of days, you know, and ever since about two weeks ago, me and you took a trip out to uh, Waco, Texas. Yeah. Seemed like time, seemed like it's flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two wait, weeks wait, ago, wait, just wait, like wait, that, don't it? That conference yeah. out in Waco is sponsored by uh, Apostle Crawford uh, and the associate pastor down there in Waco. I can't recall his name right now. It'll come to me later, and I'll mention his name. But we had a great time, and uh, it was good fellowshipping with you and some of the brothers down there. And we had good food on, you know, uh, to go along with the fellowship. So all was well. But, uh, you know, uh, this week here, uh, Breath of Life Ministry, which is I'm a part of, and you also have been a part of at various times. They were doing a conference for the entire week, from Monday to Saturday. And I was on the schedule a Wednesday night. And I had a great time, you know. It was a power pack service there. Uh, some souls was being saved and chains were being broken and the word of God was going out and uh, touching the lives of men and women. And I, my message was uh, the Holy Spirit, the change agent. You know, it's the change agent. You know, uh, Brother Daniel, sometimes you may hear me say help change a life, but I realized that it's not me. It's the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit that changes life because, you know, Jesus told us, he said, go ye thou forth and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. And lo, I'll be with you. I want you to be that changing agent that presents people to the Holy Spirit that they see dwelling in you. That's that changing agent, man. And so we we thank God for that opportunity. We go down there. And Brother Right. Mm. And, and you're scheduled to be on the program tonight, right? No, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to play a couple of tunes tonight. Uh, I'm asking God to lead me to uh, lead me on what I really need to play today. I really don't have the tune set today, but it's going through my mind, really, what I want to play today. I don't do too much, uh, I don't do too much, uh, you know, tunes that really, you uh, it has to be a message, you know. Everything that I do is mostly about God. I have to basically pray on it, and God basically will show me really what what message or really what word He wants me to uh, put on impact upon the people that really, really uh, are in the listening audience or the congregation, you know. Um, Pastor Raul's congregation is mostly people that are, you know, on the street. Uh, some people have uh, homeless problems. Some people have drinking problems. Some people have home uh, drug problems. 
and that's going to be a you know just a influx of a lot of people, you know, and and basically when you go before uh, the congregation, that um, people are longing for a word, uh, they're longing for a message, they want to, they want basically want God to speak to you. You know, God's going to speak to you in order of what he what he wants you to tell the people. And in these uh, in these days that we're living in, uh, God is basically He's speaking and He's trying to tell us that He wants us to be ready because we don't know what's going to happen in these next days that we're living in. You know, we're living in perilous times, Revelers. You know, you can see a lot of things basically happening now. That neighborhood that we're going to, that uh, Raul gives these uh, outside ministries, that this ministry, these, uh, this neighborhood is uh, going through a lot of changes. Uh, uh, when we were growing up, you know, it was like a, it was a nice neighborhood. I mean, it's not saying that it's nice now, but... Some of the things we we saw, it was real. Uh, people were a little bit more innocent than they were today. What I'm saying about the innocent part of it, you know, you could walk down the street, or you could go to a certain neighborhood, and everybody mostly would see you, and they wouldn't put a lot of pressure on you about, hey, man, who are you? What you doing over here? Who are you? You know. Uh, we were all free to mingle around each other without any kind of repercussion of trying to be, you know, jumped on, uh, ran out. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I can give you a testimony. You know, I remember one time, uh, you know, I, I used to like to go to movies. You know what I'm saying? I like I like going to the picture shows, you know. And uh, back in the day, we had a theater over there in North Dallas called the uh, – State State Theater. You know about that? Uh, no, I sure don't, brother. Man. I'm following along with it. You with know, the it's called the State the, the State Theater. It's like a show. It was about three shows in dollars like that. Yeah. They had one called the Lego Theater, right? Yeah, yeah. I know about the different theaters and things. Yeah, so I, I and they had one. Or they had one called the Dell Set. And they had the, you know, the state theater. So basically, what we did, we, well, we had to go in these neighborhoods, and most of the time, like when we were young, we would rode the bus, right? We rode the bus, and so when you get off the bus, you know, you being like you being like enemy territory, <laughs> you know. And when you get off the bus and you go in these theaters, everybody know everybody, you know, everybody, you know. Everybody know who lived over there. They know you was a, they know you was kind of visiting, or you went, you know. And basically, you had to really know somebody in order to be accepted uh, over there. So when you in the theater, man, and then basically you look and you trying to find somebody that you know. And uh, so, if you didn't know anybody, basically you were in enemy territory. So basically. 
you know, you'll be over there. And then when it's time to get out to movies, you have to basically look at your watch and try to time the buses. <laughs> you know, you know the bus is going to be there in about five minutes. You don't want to be on the on the on the bus stop long. So I, I knew how to, you know, gauge my time. You know, I look at my watch and I said, man, the bus will be here in about three more minutes. And then basically I had enough lead weight enough to get out the theater, run to the bus stop, and get on the bus real quick. And that's one reason I know I'm a real fast man because I can run. I can run. <laughs> but, you know, you know, it's a lot of things you can't run from in life. That's basically what I'm trying to say, too. Some things you're going to have to face in life. You know, you can't keep on running from your problems. You know, my daddy used to tell me a lot, you know, we had this uh, neighborhood bully. You know, his name was uh, Sammy Comer. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, was a bully in our neighborhood. You know, when we were young and and he had this other guy who was kind of like his his henchman. He was kind of scared of it. And they would follow us, and they had this certain point we had to walk through every day. And Sam would be waiting down there for us to come through there. And then he would try to shake us up, man. And then, you know, hey, man, you got some money? And, I, you know, when I told him, and then he will run me home, you know, so when I came in the house, I told my dad, and my dad had told me, he said, well, son, there's some things you just can't run from. You got to face them. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I told him, Dad, well, well, he's kind of big. He said, well, son, you keep on running from your problems. If you keep on running from people that you fear, basically they're going to use you. <laughs> And they're going to keep you running all your life. I'm trying to tell you something that's going to last you a lifetime. So, basically, I, I I just made up my mind. The next time he come up on me, he's going to have to fight me, <laughs> you know. And, you know, when I found he came up on me, I... I had to punch Sammy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know we. You know, I'm not teaching people to fight. So, you know, so when I found out he was a big bully, he couldn't fight. Yeah. Lewis, you know what I'm saying? He just, he was just, he was just fronting. You know, and man, when I found out I could whoop him, boy, what you talking about, Rev Lewis? You know, y'all find you ain't no bunch of wind. You know. <laughs> Then once mm-hmm. I found out about it, everybody else in the neighborhood found out about it, you know? And for the next 10 years, you, know, the, you know, Simon started getting his, his tail hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's give you that freedom on the inside that we were stating earlier. You know, you have that freedom to stand up for what is right, have that freedom to stand up for what is right. Yeah, like you, you can't you can't run from your problems. You're gonna have to face. Yeah. You yeah, have that's to face. You have to face. And God gives you this strength in order to face face your adversary. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you a good example. Yeah. What if what if David, when he had to go before Goliath, he just kept he said, Well, I can't whoop this big man. <laughs> You know, but 
King Davis, he was accustomed and tending to his father's sheep. And at the same time, he would always be around wolves, you know what I'm saying, and stuff that came around him. He was accustomed to doing what he did with that slingshot. He was real good with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when he came before Goliath, he know he had a big giant in the way, but then again, he told him, you know, there's no God greater than my God, you know. That's the message for today. There's no God greater than Jesus and God through God. You know, whatever obstacle you're fighting, whatever thing that's making you unhappy or making you sad or got you bewildered and confused because we know that God, our God, is not an author of confusion. You know what I'm saying? That's in anything you do. That can be on your job. That can be in America, like right now we're going through turmoil with our presidents. You know, God is not a God of confusion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's a great little message. I, I look at it like that. That's my word for the day. That's my word for the day. <laughs> that's a good word, that was, Daniel, that you were sharing. Yeah. I was just thinking about the things that we encounter. Well, we know it or not, God is filling us up for the task at hand. You know, even though we may go yeah. through some things. I was sharing with the young man down at the jail uh, Thursday night. I do uh, jail ministry on Thursday night. <clears throat> One of the portions I shared with them was Romans 5, where it said, therefore, we've been justified by faith. We now have peace with God. And this peace that makes us not ashamed because the love of God is shared in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, and it, and it will not ashamed of being, uh, and, that, and, that, and that also it, it builds us up and gives us patience, endurance, and endurance hope, and that hope making you not ashamed. I said, wow, that's a building block, brother. It give you endurance, mm-hmm. it give you patience, and that patience make you not ashamed. You know, and, and I got to thinking, man, all the stuff we go through, we learn from from experiencing things, you know. And, and sometimes if we don't feel like we success in our own lives, are successful, but yet God sees us as being successful. So I don't count mm-hmm. every failure as a failure. I count it as an opportunity for God to continue to bless me. I'm going to say it again. I don't count every failure as a failure. You know, as we do this you know, internet program, we get some some we get some likes and then we get some people that just don't don't uh, pay attention to it. But it's not that they paying attention. It's not how many hits that we get. It's doing it unto God. Mm-hmm. You know, after the end of, of of this session, I'm talking about when I'm no longer doing this program. God is gonna look back and, and, and He's gonna speak to me in my heart. He's gonna say, "Well done, thy good and faithful servant." I mean, you can be dependent on to do things that we want to nobody else go and do it. So, like you saying, you getting ready to play. Tonight on the program, you don't know what to play. And if you play something, people might not even receive it. But it's not up to you to try to convince them. You just gonna go out and do what God put on your heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we go through yeah. life trying to convince people to sorry, accept sorry, what we sorry, have to offer. 
that's that, yeah. that's where that freedom comes yeah. from, brother Daniel. I do a lot yeah. of speaking, man, and some people say, man, I don't I don't understand what you're saying. Some people say it don't make sense, but it ain't for you to say that. It's for God. And then on, they come back to me and say, man, I appreciate what you said some time ago. It really blessed me. And the same people that that, that said they didn't understand, they'll come back later and say they were a blessing to them. So who was right? Were they yeah. right then or they right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't worry about those things. And I'm saying that to everybody. That's, that's why I enjoy this here freedom on the inside, brother. Because, I, don't, I you know, I was held hostage a long time by things of my past. I got a coin in my pocket right today that said, God grant me the courage to accept the things I cannot change. Oh, man, I can't change yesterday. I can't change the hearts I broke them. I can't change the mishaps. I can't change the missed opportunities. But God, give me the uh, courage to change the things I can. I can start right today to change my relationship with God and relationship with man. And grant me the wisdom to know the difference. Ricky, sometimes it takes it takes wisdom to know that some some things you just can't change. Some people are gonna yeah. always be the way they are. Some relationships are gonna always be the way they are. We go through life beating mm-hmm. ourselves up because I want to make them love me. I want to make them like me. I want to make them accept me. But sometimes you can't do that. You just have to go on. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, you're gonna have sleepless nights. But you got to come to the conclusion that, you know, you can't change things. God does to change it. He said, change is agent through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, so uh, so that will give us a comfort of doing what we do. I'm talking about all of us. You, mm-hmm. me, and our listening audience, because we know we're doing it unto God. And sometimes we have to check our motives. Am I doing this to God or am I doing it for myself? And God has to have to have to help you work through that. You can ask people about it. I can come to you and say, Brother Daniel, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And you can give me your opinion, and I may, you know, accept it. But God gets the final say so on everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then we can't yeah. do nothing but if you're a friend of mine, and if I, if you really, really my friend, I'm gonna pray for you in that situation. I'm gonna give you my advice. But whatever decision you make, I'm going to stick with you on that. And, man, you know that. Mm-hmm. You'd have been in some yeah. situations that I didn't think very much of, but you were my friend. And even today, I don't mm-hmm. talk about those situations. You know what I'm saying? I just listen yeah. to you. And I'd have been in situations that you saw me at my worst <laughs> state, man, and then you never held me hostage. You were my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you never bring that up in my face. You never said, you know, bring it up and beat me up with it. I uh, ask mm-hmm. me, uh, am I going that way again? Because you're my friend. That's what friends do. Yeah. And I remember yeah. uh, people have stuff and they come into a, a little bit of extra finances that they want to be show how much they appreciate people. That, and some people take advantage of that. But a true friend won't take advantage of that. A true friend says, I yeah. want to be with you. Let's just go and get some dinner or something. Let's go to a movie. But somebody else says, oh, man, you know, I've been there for you. You need to give me so much. And I give you so much back. That's not a friend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They take advantage of the situation. But we all have to learn from our mistakes. We all have to learn. And we all have been subject to that. If you ain't made a mistake yeah. in that way, you made a mistake somewhere else. But if you got a friend with you in the midst of all that, they still your friend after the smoke and clear it. And the hearts have been broken. 
and the furniture been moved out the house, and the car to be repossessed. They still your friend. You say what? Are you still there with me? I'm on the bus stop there. Yeah, I'm saying I'm, I'm still your friend. <laughs> Even when you lose a job, they say, man, I lost it. I don't know phone, man. Can I use? Can I use your phone to have them call me? Oh no, man. I don't want that kind of stuff on my phone. No, brother. You my friend. If they call me, I will call you and let you know. Hey, man, you need to call these people. They're looking for you. You know, that's the mark of yeah. friendship. But Richard, sometimes we people have to learn that. And it's a shame that you don't learn that through life. Some people have to wait till they're old to learn that. And it's a shame man, because they miss out on the best part of life. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's why some people say they don't need anybody. I don't have no friends. I would hate to live a life without having friends, man. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. That's terrible, brother. You by yourself, yeah. you got no friends. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I um... I was looking at this old uh, man and said he wanted to be on an island by himself. You know, I remember this movie about uh, what man Howard Hughes. He was the richest man yeah. in the world. Yeah, but I know. And then I was telling you this story going crazy. Yeah, I kind of feel sorry yeah. for Howard Hughes, man. He was smart. He was a brilliant man, and you know, and he was he was a, a playboy, and he had all the things that the world had to offer. But he was not happy. Yeah. He wasn't yeah, happy. I, didn't, I couldn't, he never had that. I, I basically, I don't know what kind of sickness and something he was really, but to me, I think he was, had, had to have some kind of demon or something inside of him to make him uh, uh, be fearful. Well, what I'm saying is what we said a while ago, of the confusion and and uh, wanting to be by yourself and and uh, uh, he saw a con. What they call it? I think he called it compulsion conflict. They don't like to touch things. He was scared of germs. Didn't want people around. Yeah, yeah. He was a germ freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got people like uh-huh. that today, man. They not so necessarily around germs, but just the idea of being around people. They are uncomfortable around people. And you have a lot of that yeah. kind of homelessness too, man. Some people they rather be yeah. living in the condition they are than to be around people. Some some people have told me from at different times they don't want to go to a shelter. There's too many people there. There's too many rules there. There's too much of yeah. uh, lighting and too too noisy. And those everybody have their own deal that they dealing with. But and some of those things are, are, are mental illness. Some of them are just being selfish, and some of them being rebellious, and some people are just mm-hmm. being uh, uh, envy. I don't want to go cause somebody else over there going, and I don't like these people that's in this place, and you know things like that. Jealousy, and man, why would you let that separate you from being, uh, of being a uh, 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 cured of, of being successful? Why would you let something like that interfere with your growth? You know, but that's a, that's a man thing, and that's what we as people that will say we have to interject our uh, our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or regard that situation to them and pray for them and try to let them know that, that they need some help in a compassionate and a loving way. You know, Amen. I tell people from, when I meet them at the shelter, you may see pictures. I pray for them. And I said, now, after I pray for you, you need to get some help. Come back to me next week and let me know how, how good God been to you. Once you go get this job, once you see about getting you a, a suitable uh, living place, you know, a suitable, a suitable uh, a housing, 
It's you know, you live in only it's a shed try to find you something that's permanent. Go to a rooming house. I stayed in a rooming house once. These guys mm. get checks, these women get checks. They get maybe five hundred dollars a month, six hundred dollars a month. They don't have to live in shit. Mm-hmm. You go get your rooming house for yeah. fifty dollars a week. It may be more now. Mm. I've been out there for a while. But just a room. Well you at least you yeah. have your room, you have your job. And then you could, uh, uh, you know, you could take care of yourself. And room and houses, man, yeah. they not just old, they not just flop shacks or whatever they use, flop housing anymore. Some of them have people li- live there. They manage the room and house. I'm talking about they clean up the bathroom. Some of them fix breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the price of residence. So actually, if you work in the morning, if you know that they fix the breakfast at six o'clock, you go down and get your biscuit sandwich. Get you some eggs or whatever they're cooking that day. And then if in the evening when you come home, at whatever time they fix a dinner, you can have a bite of dinner if you're single. And we know that mm-hmm. we say, well, I don't eat everybody cooking. But, heck, you you drinking behind everybody. you out there on the street drinking <laughs> wine behind everybody, drinking liquor. Yeah. you smoking a cigarette yeah. behind everybody. You already yeah. expose yourself. But you have to realize mm-hmm. that God be for you, who could be against you. And then a lot yeah. of times you could just take your own food there and have your little bitty refrigerator in your in your room and you can take it down there and fix it for yourself. Or even you could even pay somebody, hey, I got these sausages and biscuits. Uh, why don't you cook them for me and I give you a dollar or something, you know. While you cooking yours, won't you cook something for me? And I pay you on the side for it. You know, it's a way of doing things. Yeah. As we go to restaurants and go out to these little places to eat, we don't know if what, what kind of Hygienic habits these people have. We pray that this food is safe. To you eat. don't know where this meat right? come from that we eat. I tell you, what, you ever work in a, you ever work in a packing house with Rem Lewis? You know, I I work at no, this place. No, I never worked in a packing house. I've seen them on TV and, and then I that place that I don't would have no desire to work at. I worked at a place one time where they uh they get all these packaged meat. And it's almost like they pasteurize, you know, pasteurize me like they uh boil these uh just some water uh, at a certain temperature and it's real cold and man it was so cold, man, we had to wear these big old gloves and these suits and you had to cut your coats on, man, it'd be man about it'd be about thirty eight, thirty two degrees or twenty eight degrees off in there, man, and you had to keep moving. So you wouldn't freeze, you know what I'm saying? And so um, they are, they are basically they wash the meat up. They all the meat you see in the store, man. They they have to clean it up because this E. coli stuff is bad. You know, so, yeah, of course. You know, you taking a chance. Why? Yeah, so. Basically, that's why I'm saying you have to pray over everything you put inside your body. Because you're doing the strip, you can say, you know, you, uh, anything you eat, uh, anything you do, once you pray over it, God protects you from all this sickness and stuff. You know, pray. Of course. That's of what course we pray before we pull and, eat our food, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, a lot of people don't do that nowadays, you know? Yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't believe that. They don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we have to pray over the food because we don't know who's fixing it. But you know, uh, brother Dan, yeah. we've been living long enough that we we have bought food from little sidewalk vendors and things and sandwiches and stuff, and we mm. ate it without praying over. We thank God that He blessed yeah. us. Since we know better, we can do better. 
And I know that yeah. when me and my wife was dating, I would go to these little old side, I call them sidewalk cafes, you know, <laughs> you'll get yourself with a little drink. <laughs> and my wife said, I'm not going to eat that. I don't really look like those people. I said, that don't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be all right. And I thank God that I'm mm-hmm. all right behind some of that stuff. But uh, I, I look at them today, and I still do it occasionally, but I pick and choose the ones that, I, that I'm comfortable with. But, you know, I, I'm always taking that chance. But uh, those places have yeah. always been there. And you know what, Richard, uh, 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 God put up with our foolishness. I, I got to thinking about that. In Titus 3 and 3, it said at one time we were foolish, we were rebellion, we were stubborn. We were all manner of sinful lust and passion ran rampant in our lives. But when Christ Jesus appeared to us, and made himself known to us and cleaned us up and reconciled us to God. Mm. Oh, man, it was awesome there, man. And he did that. And now we can live that abundant life. Not so much as being money and fame and stuff, but I say abundant, that means just live the fullness of life. I can sleep at night. I can get up in the morning. I can not be overly concerned if I'm, am I going to have a bad day? Sometimes people get up out of bed and say, I don't know what to expect. So, you know, first thing happened, they say, oh, no, I know how my day going to be. I got up, I stumped my toe this morning. I'm going to have a bad day. All day long, I've been having this happen. You may have, but it ain't because God is punishing you. Maybe you need to pay more attention to what you're doing. <laughs> if you know you got kids all over the house and you walking down, maybe you need to be more observant. Or the toys, or, uh, tell the kids to pick up yeah. their toys. You know, you, yeah. you go in there and, and, and they know why they're in the icebox and, and they drunk up all the cold water. You can't, oh, I don't have a bad day. Now they get drunk up all the water. You need to tell them don't drink your water or put you some in the back where they can't find it. Cause people ain't gonna do, they're not going to look at the back of the refrigerator. They'll just look at the front. If they can't see it in the front, it ain't. <laughs> And so that's just a little secret, you know, that I, I learned during my lifetime. Put it in the back. Yeah. It'll stay back there until you get it out. Mm. You know, and I was saying all that, though, because I'm just, you know, we're we just talking in general. We're just good friends talking. And we're just talking about how good God been to us and some of the things that we have uh, uh, overcome in our life and something we put in place to live a life that's pleasing to God. And that's all mm-hmm. we yeah. But I don't do nothing special. If I never, if I don't leave the house all day, I still get God to glory by just, you know, just by keeping front and center in my mind, not meditating on Him all day, but just thanking Him for the opportunity to just stay home. Because sometimes we need to just slow down. Sometimes you don't need to get up and go all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, brother Daniel, yeah. man, when you go down there, yeah. uh, we we are going we to talk about the street ministry. We are, we have with you the program here. Now, the street ministry is on Hardwood at thirty five hundred Hardwood, off of one seventy five Freeway, and Hardwood will be uh, uh intersection is Metropolitan Boulevard, and the uh the place is uh Breath to Life Mission, uh brother Pastor Raul is the coordinator and the head spiritual leader over there. It's a big blue tent with a cross on it. And he uh, mm-hmm. had well organized. And uh, uh, During the revival, we're not doing the thing we normally do on the weekend services where he normally have food 
and refreshments uh, on the weekend. Now we just have refreshments and no food. Now you can bring some food down if you want to, but you have to realize that whatever you bring, you want to bring enough for the people that's down there. And we realize we can't feed everybody. But if you bring something, bring a buck of it, okay? If you bring some mm-hmm. chips, bring 50 bags of individual chips. If you bring water, bring a couple of cases of water. Because water is very essential at this time of year because it's so, so hot. And ice. I know that you have your ice in your cooler, but you also might want to bring an extra a bag of ice because ice tend to melt real rapidly at this time of year. It does have some of the things, but you don't have to bring anything. Just come on down there with the word of God and encourage uh, and encourage everyone down there to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The services start at 7 o'clock, 7 to 9. And uh, we have uh, they have music down there with the PA system and, and the uh, music that's already on the computer and the apps and your phone. So, you can bring your own set of music if you're on the program. And but uh and you can also bring guests. Now uh, brother Dave, would you be inviting anybody with you? Just for just a sideline conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably my wife. And that's about it today. It won't oh, too okay, many. okay. That, that's good. Yeah. That's when my wife was down there with me. Yeah. She she was. It's always good to take your spouse there with you, you know. So that, my hat goes off to you. Kudos, and hopefully you and her have a blessed time in the Lord, which I know y'all will. I ain't gonna say hopefully, but I know y'all have a blessed time in the Lord. And and and, and, mm-hmm. and ministries like that are just like that. Some you know we never know what to expect. We don't want any violence or any mishap. And I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the presence of the Lord. We know people that are uh, uh, people in that condition. They have a lot of things going on. Physically, you know, but the lack of proper shelter, the lack of food, you know, so sometimes, you know, we are expecting people to be on fire and be excited about the word of God, but they may not look the, that part, but they may feel it internally. It's a spiritual thing. They may be sitting there looking docile, but their soul may be leaping. They may be listening to every word you have to say. And so you can't just take if they are into it or not. You just have to go on with the flow. It breaks my heart when I hear ministers talking. They say, come on now, y'all ain't with me. You know, you ain't going to get that. Everybody ain't going to jump up and and holler every time you talk. (laughs) But you just keep talking. You'll get somebody to say something. If not, so good. I learned, Brother Daniel, that when I go places, some people are excited and some are not. You know, some people say you're on fire. Some people say, oh, brother, I just didn't get it. So what? I do jail ministry, prison ministry, street ministry, and juvenile ministry. And guess what? And also senior citizen. I forgot about that. I do a senior citizen ministry. And so you have to be able to be all things to all peoples to win a few. Sometimes I got the mindset of a youngster. Then I had to have that mindset of an elderly, mature individual. Then I got to have that mindset of someone that's living on the edge. But I'm not any of those things. But I can address those things in a godly manner. Mm-hmm. So tonight, when you go down and you play, people may not even understand it. And sometimes in those kind of ministry, people get up and they walk around, they walk in, they walk out. So don't even think about it. You just keep playing. That's just the nature yeah. of it. That's counsel. That's where you are. A church said it's well, a little different. I went down there one day, uh, and we had a, what's that guy to be saying? Country Will. What's his name? Oh, uh, 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 uh. 
I forgot that brother's name. I haven't seen him in a while. Him, I, I call him Charlie Pride. I don't know his name. He's, he's, he's saying he's a country western guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did good. He, he's still good, man. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a spiritual song, man, but but it, he, he sounds good though. And you know, yeah. brother, Dad, you find people in that kind of environment, man, that have beautiful voices. I do at the jail downtown Dallas, man, and we allow we ask guys to do us a solo from time to time that they have a desire to sing. Man, some of them guys have voices voices that are so beautiful, man, they could be on American Idol. Some of them are so mm-hmm. well versed, man, that they could be professional singers. And he said, "Wow, man." And God had them set up at just the right time. Because the Holy Spirit be manifesting himself in those people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know when you go, yeah. when you go down there, God have you know, he'll have the right people listening and, and waiting and being excited about what you have to play. And I, I hope to be down there with you too, brother. Okay? Yeah. Okay, today I'm going over to the juvenile center today. This is our juvenile alley, but prior to that, they got a, a community uh, event that the juvenile are going to, and they asked me to come on over there. I ain't doing it. I'm just going to go over there with our young men, and they're giving out backpacks and school supplies. And, man, I didn't realize school is starting up next month for some kids. Yeah. And so they, 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 they yeah. It's going quick. Now, I mean, well, I used to love the summertime, man, but it seems like the summer don't last long, man. It's no, it don't, man. Six weeks, six weeks go just like that, you know. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, three weeks, 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 weeks from now, man. Eight weeks, yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah school is so, starting uh, up here. And a lot of people are giving out backpacks. I, uh, uh, our ministry don't do the backpacks, man, because so many people do backpacks. It's like, wow. You know, at one time, it was only a very few people were doing backpacks and school supplies. But now you got everybody that's doing which is good. And that means that all the kids, shouldn't no kid go without any school supplies. Now, I will contribute to other people, but I don't try to gather any for myself because I don't know any individuals or groups that doesn't have the resources or the availability to get school supplies. I go down to Dallas Life Foundation. They said, no, nah, we got these other organizations that donate us so many school supplies that we have supplies for like for two years with backpacks. Can you imagine two years worth of backpacks for kids? And they have about 60 kids down there. So that means they get a reason about uh, 150 backpacks that they just keep in storage. Mm-hmm. And I know that they, throughout the year kids, need them kids will show up uh, because of uh, stress in their lives and because of mishaps that they lose all their school supplies. So you say, okay, we got something for you. And then a lot of times people may lose them in a fire or something. So you need that extra, little, little extra supply. So, and then you got the people that the, uh, I think the state fair, the uh, Dallas, the city of Dallas mm-hmm. put together a program at the state fair where they bring in all yeah. the available resources with school supplies, vaccinations, um, records, and, you know, keep your records up and counseling and all that stuff. So they have a, a, a full I think it's a, a whole day event, don't they? They'll start yeah. at seven in the morning and it won't finish until everything is until everybody needs a minute at that time. So, you know, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Did various churches and other organizations does a, a back to school drive. You know, you'll hear about a lot of the larger churches and smaller churches. 
and some of them do it for mm-hmm. just a just state congregation. And some people do it yeah. for their community. Like I know down in Joplin, where I go to church at, they do a, a back-to-school uh, 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 drive for the kids mm-hmm. that uh, in Joplin. And so they actually give out all, yeah. uh, all school supplies in Joplin. And I'm pretty sure they got some places in South Dallas where a few of the churches that get together and they give out back, you know, uh, back-to-school supplies. So there's abundance of people doing that, and my hat goes off to them. And, I would help them out whenever I can. And even over the juvenile, mm-hmm. the juvenile people, uh, young men over there, they get in the, uh, they have a, a a person that's sponsoring them uh, school supplies. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason why you never hear me say anything about that because it's already uh, a lot of people doing it. And I, and I do my part also. I support people. I'm not in the process. Yeah, you, know, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, I, I found out. And when you buy something, you, uh, they got a list, and they really you have to go by. And some of the stuff you really don't need, they just give away through necessity. But once you get these lists that that you stuff that you really need, a lot of this stuff you really don't, they don't really need have to have it, you know. So, you know, it's nice to give away stuff, but what I'm saying most of the time you want it you want it to be something that they really need, you know, and no no use yeah. wasting stuff. You know? Wasting stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and you know so, and you uh, what's, what's going on yeah. for the rest of this week, right? After tomorrow yeah. hey, bro, bro, after that, today. Brother Dan, you said something a while ago, you said stuff that they really need. And you was in the school district for a while, so you are familiar with some of the things that is required for a student at various grades and stuff to be uh, to be able to accomplish the task at hand to do the work. And I'm glad you brought that out there because we need to be very mindful of the age group in which we're working with and the things they need because a third grader needs are different than a sixth grader needs. Yeah. Right? And a sixth grader yep. needs are different than a senior needs. Yeah, and then papers, uh, we have to be mindful of cutouts. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. What age group are we targeting for the school supplies? Are you targeting sixth yeah. grade and under? Are you targeting the fourth to the eighth grade or what? You know, so there's a lot involved. Mm-hmm. And so you got people that are capable of doing it. And a lot of people in the school district, they help organize this stuff. As the kid goes to school, if the kids don't have supplies, the teachers need to, need to give them supplies. So the teachers say, hey, we're going to do us a well, our local church, we'll do a, a backpack drive. These are some things that my kids need that we don't get enough of. Mm-hmm. The pencils, yeah. the pads. So give, up, give me 20 yeah. of them. Give me 30 of them. And then, and, and, you know, along with a backpack so they can keep it all in one place. And so that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. wisdom. That's wisdom. Yeah. But you would ask me a while ago what, mm-hmm. what we have up for the rest of the day? Yeah. The rest of the, yeah, rest of the day or the rest of the week. Oh, wrong, brother, brother, brother Lewis, man! I got some, I got some cucumbers growing in my garden. <laughs> hey, well, well, I'm gonna tell you, man, what happened the other day? I thought I had some watermelons growing, but I come find I had to take my wife outside, and she looked at me and said, "Man, what you talking about? Them cucumbers?" And I said, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> I said, "My bad. It was green." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cucumbers, man. I forgot I had put the cucumbers uh, in there, man. But you know, uh, you know, at least you can still eat them. 
I'm glad yeah, to see them grow. I'm going to have about 10 or 15 of them, so I'm just out to give away uh, cucumbers. I think the watermelons, you know, they got flowers on them, but, you know, you got the female plant and you got the male plant, and the male plant falls off first. And so, you know, after then, that's why the balance of nature got to be full. You got the bees. You know, I used to talk about the birds and the bees. The bees pollinate the flowers. Well, and once they get pollinated, they'll grow real good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at, at one yeah. time I had a, a guest on here that had a community garden. And a, a young man that passed and said but he was very instrumental in helping me develop the garden I have over at the juvenile center. And our garden is going mm-hmm. great. We've come to the end of the growing season for some particular uh, veg- vegetable plants. And so I went over there the other day, you know, and the plants have already, uh, you know, uh, finished their growing. And so the leaves are kind of fading out on them. So I'm going over there and we're going to clean up the garden. And I may get ready for the fall crop if it's not too late. You know, put in something for mm-hmm. the wintertime. Uh, fall crop yeah. mostly more. Uh, I call them the leafy veggies, which is the cabbages and the kale mm-hmm. and, and things of that okay. nature. And I notice how young men don't really gravitate to that. They like to see that fruit being developed on the on the on the leaves. You know, the tomato plants is great, and now pepper plant. I think you can grow peppers all year long in Texas. Man. Oh yeah, right. We try to count pepper, pepper. Uh, Our peppers are very uh, durable, man. They are. You know they 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 strong man in the, in the weather man. So I might continue to grow the peppers. This year we had pepper plants that was at least about three inches. Peppers that was three inches long, and they was hot too. I I usually bring some home and sample them, and occasionally we let the young men sample the vegetables off of there. I went over there last mm-hmm. weekend. Not last weekend. I went over there a couple of days ago because I'm going today. To look at the garden, and, uh, and all the vegetables were pretty well gone. The young man would take them off and eat them right off the, the plant. So I was going to uh, pick mm-hmm. up a salad and some pizza, and we were going to have us a pizza and salad, a uh, little old spring, mm-hmm. just to get it, let, to let them eat those vegetables that's in their garden. Because I want the young man to know that, hey, what they're doing is useful to their mm-hmm. self and to their family and friends, that they can be productive and they can be successful at the things they put to their hands to do. That's the purpose of the garden, to let these men yeah. know that, hey, whatever you put your time, your talent, your energy in, you can be successful, not only for you, but for your family, friends, and loved ones. That's the garden. Like you said, you're going to plant some stuff, and you're going to give it out to, you're going to pass it out to other people. That means that you've been blessed, and you've got enough to bless someone else. That's what that's what blessing is about. Yeah. Yep. You know, some people they don't see it that way. They say, Oh, he blessed me and I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep it for myself. Now nah, you're supposed to share that blessing. So that's why they talk <laughs> about that abundance. Your blessing overflowing. That's where you, that's where that comes from. Your vineyard overflowing enough where you can bless someone else. I mean one time one of young men to know that. Yeah. Oh man, that's one one. So it's after the day and tomorrow, and you know, we're getting caught at the end of this month, Reverend This man, you know, so you know, it'd be it'd be August, and August is real hot, right? Right. Yeah, it'd be real hot, man. You know, I'm like I'm saying, time seems like it's flying past us, man. You know, flying past us. I got a, I got this, I got this dilemma I'm going through with this. Uh, 
this storage plant, man. You know, I got a storage place. And uh, I tell everybody, like, uh, whenever you got some keys, man, it's best you get you a key and hide it. Put it back somewhere. Because you don't never know when you're going to lose your keys, man. And then you can't you can't <laughs> get in the side. You know what I'm saying? You can't get inside of your car or your your storage place or even your house, man. You know what I'm saying? Let somebody else keep one of the keys, man. Basically, when you lose it, you won't have to go play these locksmiths, man. These locksmiths, man, they get over on you, man. Guy said he'd come out to my storage place. He'll charge me, man, about, you see, he told me, you see, uh, Sixty dollars for cutting it off, and and four and seventy dollars for coming out there. I said, "What? Yeah, oh, yeah, we we, yeah." So, man, you know, I got these kind of locks, man, that you can't. It's supposed to be tamper-proof. You know, the other locks you can cut off with the bolt cutters, but this lock is it's this round lock. It's locked. And it's hard for you to get those boat cuddles off and that, and that little angle deal up in there. And you can't get off in there. So what you got to do, you got to get your angle grounded. And just <clears throat> cut it off. And man, I did it one time. And the guy cut it off. He charged me 30 dollars But he said, after then, see, the storage place cannot do that because, you know, you, you know, used to see these people on TV, man, called those pawn wars. Storage wars. Yeah. They buy stuff out of these storage places, man. You get a lot of goodies out of them, too. You know? <laughs> you get a yeah. lot of goodies I've out of these storage stuff, places, uh, man. I never really paid any attention. Yeah, man. A lot of people lose a lot of the man they stuff, man, on these places because they can't afford to, you know, pay for this stuff, man. You know? Which that all goes wrong with life, man. You know, I remember when I was moving around like that, man. And you don't never know where you're going to be for one, two, or three, every six months or something like that. And you say, well, I got to put this stuff in the stores. And you look around, you got your couches and your TV sets and all this stuff up and then your bases. Sometimes you might be staying with somebody else for a while until you can do that. Same time you paying this other person this month your stuff and then you miss a couple of months I look around and well we gonna have to keep your stuff and they got a lot of goodies at these places man and, uh, but that's all part of life man what I was saying a while ago a lot of things happen to make you stronger you keep asking yeah. yourself why is something happening in there and be it also make you more aware of some of the things around you. You know, and my it's now taught me that I need to get me a key, get me some keys, and I should know better. You know, but then I was thinking, man, well, I ain't gonna lose it. <laughs> I ain't on my key ring. I keep up my key ring, and I don't know how this key fell out of my key ring. You know what I'm saying? Fell out of my key yeah. ring. Yeah, you know, I gotta pay some money know. for it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Brother Dane, we about ready to get out of here, man. We got a few more minutes, man. I want to thank you once again. You've been a great host, man, great conversation. I look forward to this as often as possible. And um, God bless you and your family. Land, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Uh, now, this evening, the same for me. I got a lot. Yeah, I got a brand. I got a brand, got a brand new trumpet, man. I just bought me a brand new trumpet, man. This show played good, man. I want you okay, to hear uh, how far. Uh, yeah, I got me a Are brand new trumpet, tonight? man. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've been having it about I've been having it about three months, and I I I had to tell myself, I said, man, I gotta buy me a horn. Man. I you know, I had I had a nice horn one time, man. That's another story. <laughs> you know about it. I think yeah, you know yeah. about it though. Yeah, 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 we, brother, yeah. We, I tell you what, say that story for next weekend, man. Hey, man, well, we're looking forward to seeing you tonight at the 7 o'clock hour at 3500 Harwood in South Dallas. Oh, is that uh, 7 o'clock? Breath of Life Missions. Yeah, so that's 7 o'clock. I thought it was at 6. I'm glad you told me. Okay, yeah, now I'm going to push myself today. Yeah, I'm going to push myself. I got to do a lot of things there. I got to take me a test in about 12 o'clock, man. I got to take a test, man. So I'm, I got a lot of stuff together, man. I got to do today. Okay. All right, all right. Well, so we'll be praying that everything go well on that end and, and looking forward to seeing that I stated earlier, man. And we'll have a great time in the Lord. As we get ready to get out, be mindful that God is always in charge. Be mindful. Hold on to God's unchanging hand and don't let Go. Let God rule and reign in your life mightily. Put his name above every name. And you know that in the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of God that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. As we get ready to depart, we want to be mindful for this is the day that the Lord has made and let us rejoice. You've been listening to another great episode of on the inside ministry with uh, my, your host, Mr. Joel Lewis, co-host, Brother Richard Daniel, and we pray that you enjoyed this segment of our program. We're looking forward to speaking with you again uh, at the appropriate at the appointed time, which is every Saturday morning from eight to nine. We have great guests on. Uh, we have good topics, so please tune in. Tell your friends, family, loved ones to tune in and and, and be encouraged. And, and you also be encouraged and encourage yourself as we go into the part. We're going to say a word of prayer, and then we're going to get on out of here. And you enjoy the balance of your day. Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Still, Lord, we thank you for what we experienced. We thank you for uh, this opportunity to come before you and just talk, dear Lord. Just friends talking about how good you've been. Uh, as we look around this is society. We see that sometimes things don't seem right in our eyes. Like, Lord, but we realize that you're still in charge, that everything that's going on, that you have the first say so on it. The Lord, but we won't be mindful of our leaders and government officials, dear Lord. We ask you to keep your hands on them, dear Lord. Surround them with wise counsel, dear Lord. Let them know that they don't have a found say so, dear Lord. Let them know, dear Lord, that you are always in charge, dear Lord. Let us be people, dear Lord, that don't lose hope, dear Lord. And, and let us be people, dear Lord, that continue to lift up your holy name. Dear Lord, as Brother Daniel get ready to be on the program this evening, we ask you to, to bless him, give him uh, confidence and clearance and, 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 clear, and clarity of thought, dear Lord. Be with him. Dear Lord, let the men and women be encouraged tonight at the last night of revival, dear Lord. Let the spirit dwell richly in the place. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Until we meet again, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. You'll listen to another great episode of Ministry. We ask you to continue to bless God and to bless someone else also. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I must be close.
to my destiny, extremely close. Trials and troubles, jealousy and envy. I must be close to what you have for me. I must be close to my overflow. Extremely close to my miracle. Because here comes confusion, problems, and enemies. I just believe that I must be close to what Thank you. 